right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast. Yes, we picked the name. Yes. I, 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 you know what? I like the name. I was sitting around. I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? That shit fits us. Because especially if we're trying to do the logo yeah. with, my, with my hair. And then, kind of like a tree. Yeah, and then have a tree behind you it. You are Groot. Yeah, I'm Groot. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've never seen that movie. It's an excellent movie. It, 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 it's, it's white people saving the world. Remember we talked about <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's green people and gray people and tree people and, and raccoon and people I, I and fucking, white people. I fucking hate raccoons. Well, this one's, you know, I don't, funny. Give, I don't even give a shit. It's Bradley Cooper. Have you ever seen a raccoon, like, legit in your face? Um, Probably, yeah. Those raccoon hands, they get on you. It's scary shit, man. Yeah, not, not, okay, maybe not that close. But, but the, the fucking like there was a time. Okay, I was living actually. Um, I was living because I, well, I used to live in front of like, by. I used to live by. I used to live down the street over here in New Britain, right. and I used Rockwell to um, Avenue, on right? Rockwell. Yes, it was. A, it's a shithole, man. It's a fucking shithole. And I live near a shithole, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I grew up. I lived in the building that my dad grew up in. Okay. It went oh, in the neighborhood because he lived on Art Street. Yeah, and I I sort of live on Arch Street, by the way. Yeah, exactly. They changed the name because they were like they changed this section of mm-hmm. the street, which I'm not going to say because I don't want your motherfuckers to come. Yeah, find yeah. Me. But um, they changed it because they were worried that it would, you know, like people would be uh, not wanting to move there because it's like it's it's a I hate to say it, it's a nicer section of this street. Mm-hmm. It's not that much nicer, but it, it you know it's it's got a bunch of three family houses and it's not. Um, it's not within like downtown, I, so yeah. It's it basically it, it no Puerto Ricans. So like, <laughs> so like this this part has no Puerto Ricans. The part that I lived on had massive Puerto Ricans, massive <laughs> like Puerto Ricans were falling from the sky. It was nothing but bachata and fucking uh, <laughs> just like merengue music and people just which is probably like Mexican. I probably just did, but no, I was I was I there. Mean, you're half Puerto Rican, so I mean, uh, you gotta you gotta speak the truth about the whole thing. Somewhat. Somewhat. I don't know. But what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah, so living on Rockwell, right? Yeah, yeah. I lost my own train of thought. So what was I saying again? I don't know. Let's edit this out right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> No, but I'm living... No, I, I, your I, dad grew up. Yeah, my know. dad grew up over there. I'm living in a shitty part of town, and uh, there's a story behind it, and I probably forgot my lost my train of thought, but it's okay. Oh, Give a shit. What was I saying? It was that yeah, 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 yeah thing. It hit your head. I think that's what it was. Yeah. It kind of fucked me up. We can go back and rewind this and oh, figure okay. out what actually what okay. I was talking I about. Um, your dad grew up in that house that you lived in for a little. Oh, bit. the raccoons. Okay, so raccoons, we're talking about yeah. Right so on. there's it's a wooded area around there, right? Yeah. So I'm in this wooded area. I, it's it's like the the, the building I lived in. I think was like an old courthouse that they built from, and it was terrible because like it was real shitty. I had just moved back from New York City. I needed a place to stay. Um, it was me. It was me and my girl, I, and we're still together. But I was um. Uh, my daughter was about to be born in, the, in a few. So when so when we had so she was pregnant at the time. Yeah, yeah. So when we had the baby. That was the first house that. So that house, like, it was the first place we came to. So that place yeah. will always have a place in our hearts right. because of the fact that that was our first home as a family. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, like, where we lived, there's like a, it was covered and shrouded in trees. So there's a lot of trees, a lot of a lot of like, foliage around there. And so there was a night where I was picking up, like, I had some Chinese food get sent to the house. And I'm going to go, there's this one, there's like two different ways I can go. I can go either go down the back way, which is, um, you know, go to the back of the house and then go around the building to the front. Or I can go through the front way up to the front, up, up a little trail, but it's like a little small trail and there's trees all around it. 
And there's a fence that separates my apartment, my old apartment. So you managed to somehow find nature in downtown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like closer to it. it. Yeah. So I'm walking over, I'm walking to go. And then like right when I'm about to go, I look up and I'm right Uh to get like halfway through the trail. There's this fucking raccoon. He's got a little ass fucking raccoon eyes, right? (laughs) And because they're not turtle and it looks right at me and I'm looking back at it. He's in a tree? No, he's sitting sitting on top of the fence. Okay. He's sitting on top of the fence and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, Fuck you, raccoon. So I just put my hands up and turned around and started running like a bitch. And he's like, you're not better than me. No, I've got hands, too. No, fuck that. I was just scared out of my mind because it's like, yo, fuck raccoons, man. Yeah. No, it's not a funny story, but fuck yeah. it. I hate raccoons. They scared the shit out of me. Okay, well, you might like the one that's in the movie. He's, he saves the universe. And he's played by a white guy. So... What? Even in fucking raccoon form, they're still... <laughs> it's funny because, like... He stopped, that raccoon stopped me from getting Chinese food at one point, but I, yeah. my, my will did not give up. Yeah. You know, so I kept, so yeah. Sidebar, where did you get Chinese food from? Oh, man. Wherever they, like, wherever the best tasting cat is. The one. Because there's a couple that are, that are um, right in the middle of downtown. My favorite one, I think, is called Chang's Kitchen. I think that's I should probably... know what my favorite one is called. But yeah, I think that's probably it. There's, there's like, there's like one. And then there's like uh, a fucking store that sells those long ass T-shirts that no one buys anymore, and then another Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, there's a Chinese food restaurant next to like the next to the universe. Mm-hmm. There's a Chinese restaurant next to a Chinese restaurant. Kind of, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. It's it's basically the Chinese restaurant universe collapsing on itself. That's funny. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Well, yeah. Well, this is the podcast. Yeah. You know, I like that little little Catching thing. up about. Uh, now, how was your week though? For like, was your, how was your week? Um, I, I mean, I've been anxious because I, 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 you know, we haven't, uh, oh, let's just come, come clean about this. We recorded the first episode. It's not up yet. Yeah. So this, you know, like it's going to be, uh, I guess, technically banked both these episodes. Is that what it, yeah. Is that what, because you gotta, I blame myself because I don't know what the fuck It's not I'm your doing. fault. It, well, I mean, it, like you're getting to know what I'm getting to know what I was doing, Yeah. which is cool. But now it's like, yeah, it would probably be. Yeah, it'll be baked together yeah. like that. But which is cool. I mean, not together, but they're just going to be like, we're going to release them at a, at a date that's not uh, like all that close to when we actually recorded them. But but they're, it's coming soon. Yeah. I just, the, and the funny thing is that nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knows about this. Have you, well, have you mentioned it? Have you mentioned to people? Have, have people seen it? I have mentioned the fact that um, we recorded a podcast and we intend to be podcasters to a few people. Definitely people that I want to listen to it. I haven't brought it up at work except for maybe one person, and that might have been an accident. But, you know, like, because I don't necessarily need those people listening to our essentially private but non-private conversations. Listen, my dick is out. Yeah, well. You turned the other way so I couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, jerk. Uh, No, I I mentioned it to a few people, and they seem pretty interested. And it's like, a lot of it is because People think I'm interesting, which is weird because yeah. I don't. I think you're interesting. See, yeah, see, I try That's to. Why we hang out? Yeah, see, and I, and I appreciate that. See, it makes me feel like I'm attractive because I do <laughs> nothing. I do nothing because I'm I'm so domesticated now. Okay. Because like I um I think like today like I was actually I went to the doctor's office today. Boy, that's something I haven't done in a long time. <laughs> See, you got to do it. Like, people, you, like, anyone, you 20 somethings that actually listen to this and you believe in shit, yeah. get your, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your shit looked at. Sooner than you think. Yeah, okay? fuck it. 
So I meant to. Right, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, fuck your death. Because you think that way. When you're like 25, you know, you think of like, yeah. you can do anything. And then like you hit 20, 29, 30, 31, and you're wondering why your fucking knees suck. Yeah. And a lot of it's because I have bad feet. But I'm there at the doctor's office today, which was the noteworthy thing about being at the doctor's office. There's a young white woman there, very, very sweet, pretty white woman, uh, very easy on the eyes. She was asking me all these fucking questions. And I was telling her straight up, because I don't give a fuck. This bitch is asking me all these questions like, are you sexually active? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm taking bitches out left and or right. You know what I'm saying? Digging them out, covering my eyes, just doing it, right? But no, but she was asking me all these series of questions, and there's one question that she asked me, which I thought was a fucking awesome question. It's a very loaded question. Okay. Because I told her I live in Hartford on purpose. And she, like, I was telling her. How do you feel about the Rockets coming? Oh, dude. I have a joke about that. Oh, man. Double A baseball is coming to Hartford. Some of you guys don't even know that joke, but it's just so fucking stupid, yeah. right? Um, but I was telling her, she asked me, like, I tell like, my my neighborhood. Because, like, living in Hartford, man, like, people ask you, like, is Hartford safe? Like, like she asked me, do you feel safe in your neighborhood? I was like, okay. I was like, I live in Hartford. Ask anybody if they feel safe in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know? I'll be honest with you. I, I went to your house last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> And um, I was more put off by the amount of crows that were hanging out on the tree behind your house and then just sort of floating in the sky. The, the, the niggas of birds. Well, okay. <laughs> but, but no, like, and they, they just went, and it just was everywhere. Like, yeah. the sound was just all around. And, and, you know, they weren't anywhere, like, close to us. But it was like... You know, is the fucking uh, Wicked Witch of the West hanging out? Yeah, over there? that's like part. They call that they, like where I live is called Parkville, Elmwood, that area around there. Yeah. And no, but when she asked me that, like, it's funny because are we in a Stephen King novel? Yeah, it feels, it feels yeah. like that. And then you see all the Puerto Ricans, and it's like ah. Uh... That well, again, <laughs> wasn't put off by that. No, I not grew at all. Up in New Britain, so I mean, not that anyone should be. But, yeah, you know, like, and that's it's the, all. It's all fine. And that's the thing. And your home is lovely, by the way. Appreciate. It. I tried. We cleaned the kitchen floor. It's a home. Yeah. It's, it's really you know people live there and they love each other and we're not going to get all yeah. weird on each other. But you get, you're getting hoes, man. Yeah, you're getting mad hoes. Get hoes. Well, it, it, I love hoes. No. <laughs> and that's a, same here. But anyways, uh, no, <laughs> no. But it's crazy because I, like she's asking me these questions, right? And when she asked me, is it safe? You know, and I thought to myself, that, like that's a relative term. Because it's the doctor's office. Right? Yeah, it's not the doctor. Because she's like a student, a student uh, doctor or some shit. Is, is it like, what are they trying to do? Figure out if your blood pressure is high or something like? Yeah, by wondering you calm if, ever. Yeah, like do you that gun you keep in your drawer? Is it like, is that the reason <laughs> is that why you nervous? Yeah, is that the reason why you have high anxiety? <laughs> is that the reason why your feet suck? No, I'm trying to I, figure out why this this person would be. No, she's the, stuff, the reason being is because she I, I suffer from bipolar disorder. Like, uh, I laid it out there. Go fuck. So I, I, you know, manic depression, mood disorders, I have massive mood swings, so I'm on my medication for it. So a lot of what she was asking me, they were like, they were pertinent questions. Like they were all, like they were, they needed to be asked. So they're all relative to the conversation. But when she asked me, like, you know, like, um, if I felt safe in my neighborhood, because if I didn't, like, is that causing me anxiety? Yeah. You know? And I, and I was like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. You know, like I thought about it, it's like, it's just my neighborhood. It's like, I, I feel safe. In my neighborhood, because one, I don't have to pull a tool out, a tool, yeah. <laughs> and two, um, no one touches my car. Well, okay, someone hit my car the other day, because like my my, you know, you have your um your the thing where your um for your side mirror and it kind of flips back. Yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. So flips back. Break yeah, somebody was like drove too close because you know my street is so fucking narrow. Yeah. But um, I said no one fucks my car, you know all that shit. Do I worry about going into my house one day and my shit being gone? Of course, yes. 
I mean, even to this day, I have anxiety. I, I like, I, every, every time I open the door, <laughs> I kind of have a slight anxiety that mm-hmm. someone's going to, like, pull the door open and pull me in or mm-hmm. something like that. It's not, like, a real thing. Like, it's not a big thing that's in the, in the front of my mind, but right. it does occur to me. Yeah, and, and, and that doesn't matter, like, what race you are. Like, so when I when she asked that question, it's like, that's such an that's such an honest, weird question. Because it's like, I, I told her, it's like, well, you can, like, do you feel safe in your, in your neighborhood? So I'm like, so I'm like asking her a question. I put it on, like, no, do you feel safe, bitch? Do you feel safe right you now? Because I'm going to get you. Serious, I'm going to take all your shit and give it right back to you. You know what I mean? Like, that type of shit. And I thought, and it was interesting. It's like, well, you know, like, you go home. You go to your environment, your neighborhood. And, like, yeah. we may live in two different areas. You know, I don't want to assume anything. But, you know, do you, like, what makes you feel safe is different than what makes me feel safe. Yeah. You know? So, for me, it's just like, when I'm in an all-white neighborhood, or not even an all-white neighborhood, that's just, a, like, a bullshit way of saying it. Yeah. But when I'm in a sub- suburbs, which is, you know, predominantly, you know, people that are, are kind of look like you, Jeff. There might be reasons you don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable because I'm not used to that sort of environment. Like, when I first got the job that i currently um, sort of chilling at right now, like, my first my first week into the training, I got, a, I got a panic attack. Because, you know, they were selling the job so hard that it was like, all these good things can happen and do happen here. And I didn't know how to handle it. I, it was so I was so uncomfortable that I, st- I I had a I had a legit panic attack. Then when I went to the, uh, the are you saying that you're not used to good things? Yeah, happening? basically that's what I'm saying. I'm not used to good shit happening. Yeah. And when it does, you're always waiting for so, the, you know meeting your girlfriend, having a kid. All oh, that bullshit. That's easy. You know what I mean? I said, like, fucking roaches can do that shit. But I mean, like, but no. But, but think about it. Like, have you ever gone? Have you ever like gone to a place where like have you like okay, you go to um. CVS or Walgreens or whatever. Yeah. Like we're so used to getting shitted on day by day, right? That if you get one speck of kindness, it throws you off. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I, nothing is coming to mind right away, but I'm, I'm sure that has happened. Yeah, like like we, like if I get good customer service, it almost shocks me yeah. because I'm so used to like having people be so fucking rude and crude to each other. Like I was thinking about that. Like to, like today, I'm driving over. I'm driving around. Uh, around my neighborhood this this morning and this afternoon and you know it's tax time now so you got people out there in fucking frigid ass 20 degree weather fucking dressed up as the um h&r block nigga and then, <laughs> or dressed I up as the liberty the, bank on yeah, liberty yeah. <laughs> like just yeah, lady liberty yeah. yeah lady liberty just fucking waving i'm like damn <laughs> man and the thing is though they're fucking doing what they got to do to make that money right but I'm watching this woman. She's smiling. By the way, the Little Caesars guy does that all year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, so, but it's, he's doing it 90 sound. degree. I'd rather be hot as fuck than cold as shit, right? Yeah, all year round. Yeah, but with this one, this woman here, though, she's like this woman. She's out there. She's waving. She's fucking waving her fucking ass off, right? And smiling her balls off, mm-hmm. right? But she's smiling. So she's like, she's so into what she's doing. Like, she's really enjoying who she is and what she's doing in that particular moment. And I wave right back to her. And she gives me this amazing smile. And I was like, man, that's freaking awesome. That's perfect. You know, because that sort of, I felt comfortable in that moment. But when I was answering the questions from, um, you know, the doctor this morning, you know, and I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, why is it that I do feel that way when I go places? You know, like if I go to West Hartford or if I go to like, and it's, it's not even a white or black thing. It's, it's, it's a class thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I guess. Rich versus middle class versus, you know. Working poor. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Because I guarantee you, if you were to go ahead into an area, like, you probably would feel a little bit more comfortable than I would. Like, you'd probably be more chill than I would. But I would still, because I always say to myself, no matter, like, especially being a comic, no matter how, no matter how much, no matter, no matter how much I do, no, how, no matter how well off I become, 
I would never, ever feel comfortable in this world. Never. Never. And, and yeah. Which is odd because I always see you as the person who can walk between worlds. You are the ghost rider. I'm trying. You can get along with, with nearly any type of person. Not that, like, and, and there are a lot of people that can do that. I, I like to think of myself as someone who, who can do that. I think uh, you, in particular, though, like, I can I can do small talk with anybody mm-hmm. and, and be pleasant or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, I think you can like get into actual conversations with people. I appreciate. And you know what it is, and I think because the cool thing about it is, is like I get people that come up to me and say that to me all the time, yeah. and it makes me feel good because it lets me know that I'm colorless. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. I'm, I'm colorless, and 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 for me, that's what I felt like today. You know, answering that question. You know, like. And then I was like, I was thinking, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it was like a crazy, crazy thought. Cause I just, I feel like, cause when you feel like you're getting old and you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you feel like you're falling apart and shit, then to have a question like that asked, it's like, it, it was really, it was awakening. It was awakening. I, like, I don't have an end game in that, but I just, I just found it interesting. An end game in, in terms of? Like, like where, like, like how, after I, after I did that, after I did, I told my girlfriend about it and it's like, I, I like, I don't know why, you know, like, why do I feel that way? You know, like going into a neighborhood where everything is good and you don't really you don't believe that's happening or going to my job and getting that panic attack because not believing that this is actually real. It's like always having to find the negative and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like, like you just said, you, you, the way I described you a lot sort of allows you to seem colorless. But at the same time, you still have experiences of being somebody who is, you know, like a double minority, I guess, right? Right, yeah. You call it that. Yeah. So you you can't help but be conditioned because of the way society is. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. You know? I mean, yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you mentioned before, like, I might not be as, or I might be more comfortable um, going into, like, an affluent neighborhood or whatever when maybe they happen to be all white or whatever. It would still make me a bit nervous because I'm certainly not like you know you. It's a it's a class thing, you know. I'm I'm definitely lower middle class, mm-hmm. um, so I would feel you know a bit uncomfortable. But I wouldn't have the same reasons, I suppose, to feel uncomfortable as someone who is not a white person might have. But even then, I still feel uncomfortable around black people, Spanish really? people. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, well, that's fuck, yeah. again because you're the one that walks between. <laughs> yeah, dogs. exactly. So yeah. that's for me is like, but I can still sort of play it off, you yeah. know. And I guess that's some of the things I like to do about my comedy, you know, like I just segue into like what I mentioned. Like I actually been starting to perform again. Yeah. And I was working last week. I was working in Spencer, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to, you to tell, tell me about this. Spencer, Mass, right? Spencer, Mass, cool as shit. I go in there, and it was me and a friend of mine, Ryan Shanahan. And it was Ryan, me, Ryan Shanahan, my friend Noel Gray, um, my man uh, Tim Kiever, another good friend, um, uh, and this uh, gentleman that I just met, uh, Brian Holland. And um, so we're doing this show for as a benefit show at a VFW in uh, like a VFW style place. Like it, it was, it's, it's sort of similar to like what the Elks Club is out here, you know, those Elks lodges and shit. Yeah. So it was for um, someone had passed away from cancer. Um, it was like someone's father, or have you, like passed away from cancer? He's like fifty nine. So, um, you know, I was asked to do the show by my friend Noel, and so she wanted me to close the show out. I was like, well, oh, cool, no problem. And I go in there, and it's like oh, straight white people, country-ass fucking white people, right? Cool as shit, though. I mean, 
you know, like they're just they're having a good time. There's despite kids. their being one. Yeah, that's right. But it doesn't matter. But it's just funny because it's just like because it's just it's it's not always the element that you're used mm-hmm. to. I think even then, even in, you know, in reality, like you're definitely used to a more mixed element. Right, I would but say. But even then, though, this is the cool thing. Like sometimes being a comic, like sometimes you can go on the shows thinking, like, oh, this is gonna be a good crowd, or this is gonna be a bad crowd, just based off the people that are in there. Yeah. Like you can see people that are nothing like these folk that I was looking at. I was mm-hmm. around, like the country white people. Like people get nervous with country white people sometimes because they can. Some people, which is bullshit, consider them to be inferior minded, which is fucking far from the truth. They're just good fucking people. Right. And 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 I. So as I was there, like this is the thing walking between worlds. It's like I'm there and I'm observing things that they're doing, and they're no different than what fucking anyone. Like I, I, I was telling Ryan, I was like, man, these are my people. And then, <laughs> and then Ryan was like, wait, are you serious? Or are you or, or are you like joking? I was like, I was sort of half heartedly joking, but I was sort of putting in my mind frame like, no, these they're no different than they're like the only different. Like I was like, I did a couple of jokes. So I started noticing some things in the room, right? So when I got on stage, I was like, man, you know, like you, you guys are my people. You guys are no different than me. Like, you want to know why? Because you guys buy the same diapers that I buy my daughter. The ones on sale. Because <laughs> there was like a five ninety nine bag. It was like a, it was like a cheap ass CVS branded bag of fucking diapers. Another CVS branded um, thing of wipes. You know what I'm saying? And that's why that's how I know that we, we make that connection. And I was like, you know what? And the thing is, you guys are no different than black people. Like legit. Like, look, the only difference between you guys, between white people and black people, in this sense of being here, is that. Most of your guns are registered, <laughs> you know, and, but it, it got a laugh. And yeah. what happened was I was able to walk between that line between the two. Right. And it was the most. And on top of that, I was fighting the Patriots game. Oh, so the shit. Patriots game was you on. Yeah, man. In so, Massachusetts. Yeah, Holy man. Shit. So me and the other comics were just fighting the fucking Pats game, which is yeah. fucking bullshit when you're trying to fucking perform, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but the cool thing about it was, is that I was like the mayor fucking Spencer, Massachusetts that night. And it was one of those things where the connection was so deep and they just come up to me and they love my stuff and, you know, we're exchanging like Facebook information and shit like that. And I'm talking with some of the guys there and this older white dude, he was sending me like in the 70s, racism almost died out. He was telling me straight up, he's like, like, I didn't know who, like, I didn't, I would listen to Jimi Hendrix records, he said, but I didn't know Jimi Hendrix was white and was black. Yeah. And he was just like, it, it was just fucking good music. Right. And he was one of the guys in the band um, that was playing at the, at the for the benefit and, just talking with him, he's like, yeah, it almost died out. And it's like, he was like, people that ruined it, he says, like, at least like, I'm being, just being honest, was Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton coming around with that bullshit. <laughs> and he said it just like that. He said, coming around with that bullshit <laughs> of like, you know, oppression. I was like, yeah. wow, that's fucking interesting. Like, I, to hear that perspective. Yeah, okay. And the, or these were white people that were telling you this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they're saying it almost died out, kind of, because of Jimi Hendrix. No, 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 no. no. He or said at that time. No, he just said like he felt like he, he used an example. Like I didn't know who Jimi Hendrix was. I didn't know he was black. Right. Up until like I seen a picture of him, or when I found out that he died, or something like that. And that didn't change his opinion or anything like that. It's just like oh shit. Okay. Just a good, just a good artist. Just a yeah. good fucking artist. Yeah. And you know, and, and and he was saying like yeah, in the seventies it was like we were coming together. You know, and, and that's what, like, really, for me, like, I didn't really know that, you know. I, I don't know what it must have been like during that time, but he said after the whole, he says he remembers a bit of what it was like during, like, that era, you know, like, civil rights movement. He said, yeah, it was getting better, and then, boom, it went right back to just being separate again. I can't, okay, you know, because I, I hear this a lot about those two individuals in particular. Um, what are they doing wrong that, like, guys, like, obviously... Martin Luther King did right. 
I don't even know if Martin Luther King did anything. People talk shit about him all the time. Well, they, I mean, they, no, actually, he's no, not a saint. No, no, I, Michael Eric Dyson talked shit about him. You know, I, ain't talk, I don't say he talked shit, but I, I, didn't, I have the book at home. I didn't read. No, actually, no, I wanted to buy the book. Yeah. Um, like, he was kind of like, like Martin Luther King was a plagiarist. Um, that the cause that he had wasn't his own. Um, even the CIA was sending messages this to this. This is like a week before. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they, they were talking they about was like, Yeah, fuck, I'm okay too. Him, no, Stuart no. Scott, all these guys. Look, uh, it's like, because they go. Yeah, I'm saying, but no, they, they considered that like, he wasn't the dude that he was. Like, they, like the CIA but, wanted but to expose either him. Either way, he was a symbol, a powerful symbol that and meant, meant dude, something. He, and I, the, the way I look at him, mm-hmm. um, you know, people, oh, he's a, you know, a activist for black rights, and he's an activist for equality. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, and he, I, you know, like based on uh, the, the speeches and stuff, my interpretation of it is he, you know, he really did want to dine at the table of brotherhood and have no bitterness or anything like that. So he was pro everybody. No, not, which is, which is to an degree that I, some of that was true. I can't really, it's harder for me to tell because I don't really know too too much i do know one thing though i don't that, either i'm just going based yeah. on the little things that i know i know because i know the cia there's just there's some stupid thing on the internet about some cia saying that they're gonna that they're gonna expose him that he's not the man that he is is that like you, they're planning on doing it now or no no they, they were, were at that, on, at that oh, time yeah, in the that 60s time. like yeah like you're you're not the man that you are people are going to discover that you're a fraud you're cheating on your wife and doing all this other people shit people know that now though. yeah people know that now but at that point you know at that time no one knew like he was sort of that guy but it, I, when he said like you're not the man that you are and then him having yeah. orgies and shit like that and I'm like wow that's fucking nuts I mean shit if you're like trying to fucking lead a movement you know at least fuck three bitches at the same time at least you can do is fuck three bitches at the same time you know <laughs> at <laughs> least they can do for at you. least you can do but the funny thing is it's like he was a symbol right yeah. and for me like that's no different than him than the symbol on the Rockefeller chain for, for James. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like that just, just like, all right, great. But at the time, time, it's hard for me to talk shit. I can talk shit from afar because I wasn't there. Right. You know? And that's why I was getting to like this whole thing about young black men and shit making that because wanting to be victims. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to be a victim anymore. That's why I like crossing those lines because I don't consider myself a victim. Just because, look, just because... I may not have this, that, or a third. It doesn't make me less of a person. It just makes me someone who's just trying to fight for something different, you know? And for me, it's like, I don't let my race make me a victim. I like talking shit about it because it's funny. And we still sort of like fucking, it's still on everyone's mind. Like people can say this first 20 minutes of this fucking podcast is race driven. Because that's what we do. You could, you could say that. Maybe. Right. Because we're not lighting this shit up at all. This is heavy <laughs> shit, people. This is what I think about. I'm angry. I got to get the anger out first. And then we talk about <laughs> silly yeah. shit. But no, but that's just the thing, man. And like, I don't know, man, because you get to that point, like, look, I'm a 30, I'm, we're 30 somethings. So, like, for us, it, it's a little different than what some 20 somethings may feel like, or those millennials. You know, like, millennials think, like, you know, from what I've, no, from what I've noticed, is that they, 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 their anger, their, their anger is sort of misplaced. Well, I think, oh, by the way, technically, you and I are millennials. You, you think are. so? I mean, according to the definition, we are. Anybody who was born between what? 82 and 2002 is considered to be. I consider those fucking. I just consider. Well, then what would you consider the, like the kids in the nineties? Then what was that generation? Generation Y. y yeah. yeah, generation Y. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no. I thought we, I thought we were generation oh, geez, Y. Maybe we are. Well, no, I, I mean, okay. I saw an article recently that described that. Again, like I said, if you were born between 1982 and two, I think it was 2002, you're part of the millennial generation. But I mean, maybe maybe generation Y is a, a subset of that or whatever, because Gen X is definitely like if you were a teenager in the early 
80s or, mm-hmm. or late 80s, early 90s. Yo, you're right. See, now this is the thing. Millennials are also known as generation generation or generation Y. That was are, yeah, speculation I, on my point. Yeah, are the, are the demographic cohort following Generation X. There are no precise dates when the generation starts and ends. Researchers and commentators use birth years ranging from the early 1980s to the early 2000s. So yeah. correct me, I'm a fucking asshole. So I'm probably, yeah. So yeah, don't so, worry about it. You're fine. But even then, though, it's like, well, then, okay, well, then. I so, think I, I think what you're saying, okay, later millennials and or, like, the people who are very young today, they, I think they have the mindset that they, they, they really feel that they know it all. Mm-hmm. I think you and I and people like us, we, like, personally, I can say that. I, I, I always felt like I was very knowledgeable and I was I was a bit ahead of the curve, but I never ever felt like I knew absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you're gonna hear probably um, me qualifying most things that I say. Uh, I have the tendency to do that. I never just go like this is the best, and you know, I, I know it all. Like like I'll say like yada yada yada. Eventually, this, eventually this is really great, but you know, that's just my opinion. Dude, you'll hate something eventually. I'm waiting for I hate some things, sure. Yeah, I want you to hate some I hate hate, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate hate. Hates man. the shit. Without hate would fuck. But no, <laughs> no, but go ahead. Like but like you were saying, like I, the, the yeah, younger I, millennials. The, 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 and it, it was, look, it, it's it's the cliche thing to do, complain about people that are younger than you. Oh, you, you you youngsters, you don't know how good you have it and all that shit. But you know, I don't know. It, maybe maybe that's just a natural thing that we all eventually feel. Or maybe there's something to it. I kind of have to believe that, like, at least for our circumstance, or, or, or you know, like, uh, I should say, um, the experiences that we have with younger generations, I feel like that is more true uh, than it has been for a while, for, uh, for uh, generations before us. So you're saying that people now fucking suck balls? Yeah. I think so too bad. Legit, they, they do. Like I, like I, like I talk about like a joke. If you ever try talking to someone under the age of twenty one and twenty two years old, and you not want to blow your fucking head off in the middle of conversation, like it's yeah. like they're just it's like nonsense. And but the thing is though, it's like I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. Like that whole generational gap, man. It's like I, like when I see like a, a lot of young people like just like especially like young black kids, man. Like you know, especially young black men. Who are just trying to figure themselves out, just you know, like trying to be men, and maybe sometimes they come from certain circumstances where they're not surrounded, where they don't have that particular male role model or whatever, yeah. and a lot of them just trying to like are angry for the sake of being angry, and it drives me nuts sometimes. It's like, wait, hey, hold up, man, you guys, you have a world out there to sort of make amends for, and I guess for me, it's like it's easy for me to say because I went through those growing pains, I went through that angst, you know, I went through the life of trying to figure out how to be a man and how to be a person in general. And then I eventually found my way. I found, you know, being a comic is a way for me to sort of identify with myself, mm-hmm. you know, or just being funny. And then, but also... Sort your shit out. Yeah, sure. exactly. And then eventually, you know, you meet great people and you meet shit people and you meet good people. And then you meet people who dominate the particular sort of, you know, the, the, the landscape of, of, of comedy and shit like that. But even then, it doesn't get to you. It's just what it is. You know, Chris Rock talked about it a lot in that article he wrote. For, I forget what he, where he wrote it. But he wrote this awesome article about, like, yeah, like, like the, the movie and, like, entertainment is white. That's just what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. Like, for me, like, and he mentioned something, well, too. It's like, also, yeah. like, entertainment is American, too. Like, other, other countries certainly have their entertainment, but, like, the only one that, that 
permeates pretty much everywhere is American. Yeah, and it, it's, and what people consider to like, and it's funny because they can like people from other countries consider our shit just filth, damn near smut, if you will. Some of them, yeah, yeah and you know, motherfuckers eat up shit like Transformers. Yeah, oh, dude, all over the world. Just, hell yeah. yeah, we're gonna shit on that again. This right, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fucking real on that fucking <laughs> movie or the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, you know, point. <laughs> <laughs> you know those shit movies. Even though I, I still feel like that was the best rendition of actual character Spider-Man that's ever been. But on screen, but whatever, the movie see, has shit tons of problems. See, you go, see, look at, see, 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 no, just say, no, it fucking sucks penis at a high <laughs> level, you know? But no, I agree, too. I would say the same thing to, to my girls today. I was like, look, she's she like, I don't understand. Why, why do people think it was a bad movie? Because it fucking was. <laughs> it's, goddamn, we, we, we're not going to go off on a tangent on Spider-Man. The, the villains, um, how they handle the villains is the real problem. I think everything else in the movie works pretty well. But the fact that they fucking shoehorned in, uh, you know, the Green Goblin, which should be, like, the most major villain Spider-Man ever faced. That's and, and, and I thought Electro, before he was Electro, was corny as shit. When he became Electro, he was actually good, but that, like, it, it didn't last long enough. Like, it's all, right, so it's almost, it's almost like, it's almost like you're, you're, like you're, fucking, you're fucking a girl, and it's the only way I know how to make analogies. Mm-hmm. And then um, you're, you're doing your thing, you both are into it, right? And then all of a sudden, your roommate comes in, and he's naked. That's yeah, what it feels that's, like. It's like, dude, why are you... I'm in the middle of trying to... You're being such a villain right now. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's like, dude, you're so electro right now. Let me just you deal see? with this real quick. Yeah, you know All what I'm right. saying? It's like, well, I, I, but I want to have sex too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Can let's I be in your movie? Yeah, let's kill that white chick at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. died, well, she got hit by... Was she got hit by a bell? I definitely... Uh, no. Uh, she, she falls, and then, she, like, Spider-Man whips his web, and, and is a... Like, he... You know, she grabs it or whatever, and then I guess I think the Green Goblin like cuts the web again, and so then she falls even further. And by the time Spider Man's able to flip, it grabs her. You notice how you said right, thwip, right? You know, you notice how you said thwip, right? Yeah. I just want to keep talking. I love Spider Man. But you said thwip, though. I know. I just keep. Going. I'm doing the fucking hand thing I know, I too. Know. But you said thwip. Um, but go ahead. Because that's the the sound that is written <laughs> on the comic book page. No, I'm fucking with you. All right, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> No, but okay, so like he catches her, but like right before she's about to hit the ground, so it catches her like right in the abdomen and, and it yanks, like, she, I don't know, whiplash essentially, and her back of her head hits the ground and, and she bleeds and dies. That's a weak bitch. If she was black, she would have, she would have fucking survived with five kids. <laughs> she would have had all the babies with her. Oh, she she would have got a part time job. She would have lived through that shit. No, yes. That, uh, okay, I don't know where to go from there. Well, no, just well, like, all right, what were we talking about right before this? This is more interesting. <laughs> like, like, this is way more interesting. But no, just the class, the class shit. You know, I, I, mean? like, I, have, like, I have one thing to say about. Um, the generation that follows our generation, or at least like maybe, maybe a couple of years removed or whatever. Um, I think that there's a lack of appreciation and or respect for the things that came before. And I, this, I legitimately believe that this is part of the reason that like motherfuckers are taking selfies and shit. And nope. Like every, Oh my God, all this piece of shit, you know, uh, television programming that's on right now. Well, actually television is really not that bad right now, but like, the reason why people like shitty things like the Kardashians is because um, they weren't sort of forced to be exposed to things from the past. Like, 
when we were kids, mm-hmm. some of us didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you did, they still like there were you know people. It was like there, five channels. Yeah, there were and there were reruns, mm-hmm. and you were exposed to things from the past. I mean, look, we didn't all go down to the library and start reading history, but we have a general knowledge of the history of the world because we, you know, like really kind of because of TV. Because we live in the past too. Well, yeah, it was more revered. I'm just talking. No, no, but I agree with what you're saying, though. Like, I, well, I, you I, know, I like, I know hits of the '70s because I saw a hundred hits of the '70s commercials. Right. When I was growing up, and I, I, you know, like, I know about Archie Bunker because mm-hmm. I had to watch episodes of it, and not that I didn't want to, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, you're you're sick and you stay home from school. Three's Company's on. Oh, I love this show. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe at first you don't realize it's from the past, but eventually you get an understanding of whatever but like yeah. these 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 things that we were exposed to they often referenced even more historical things so kids today they don't necessarily have to kids today you gotta wave your finger when you do that <laughs> kids today, there, there's so many options for them to to be exposed to new things that don't necessarily reference the past, which isn't a bad thing, but it, it but it also creates I, that it also creates that it creates that, that, that disconnect. Like, yeah, like yeah. I can be, I can say like, oh, you know, um, I'll, I'll be at work and there'll be some people that are younger than me, and I'll, I'll make a reference to I don't know, um, like fucking something that happened in the nineties, like oh. Uh, Reality bites or something like that, like a, a, a like a grunge era movie. They won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yes, that's a game. Period. Movie. And that's you know that's probably a little too vague. There, but no, there but I don't. Yeah, I get like references, and sometimes like we're, like even I have a kid in like where I work at now is like the same way. You know, like I say something, and she's like, "Well, I know I don't know what that is." And a part of me wants to take my shoe off and eat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but because even though like I wasn't around for World War Two, I know what the fuck World War Two was. A lot of white guys died. A lot of white guys. <laughs> so but, many white guys. Yeah. But, but too I, many white guys. Too many, too many, yeah. too many. No, but, and, it, and it's like that, man. Like, I, I hear, like, that's why, like, that same generation thinks that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. Listen, it's not a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> those, it's those fucking people that think that they're shit. They're good. I'll, you know, I'll even argue for Spider-Man 3, the same Raimi Spider-Man That shit was it's awful. No, he, but he said it himself, good though. Things in that movie. Yeah, I, no, he I said, to he that said there was nothing. He said there was nothing good. He about says that, that but, but there are good, like I'll watch that movie sometimes like, when I'm drunk or something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. see, look, and, you and, had to be inebriated to fucking. You know, <laughs> no, like, no, like no. look, look. The only good thing that happened that came from that movie was the fact that it made money, and the fact that <laughs> Tobey Maguire was still relevant. That was it. Uh, I think yeah, was, Tobey Maguire died, right? I think he. What is he dead? Right? No, he's alive. Seems like he's dead though. Because I have a thing. He's not, right. he's not that relevant anymore. Yeah, Sorry, Toby. Yeah, but my like that is, movie may have actually kind of died. killed his career. Yeah, because like bit. when I don't see like when I don't see shit like when I don't see somebody for a few years. Yeah, like Falcon like, Homer. They're, yeah, he, they're dead. In yeah. my mind, they're dead, and they're not just me. Or like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him in a while. Yeah, he's dead. So like, so if you hear me say this shit in the future, it's like, man, he's dead. Doesn't yeah. mean I think they're dead. It just means they're not. They're just around. Yeah, they're out of the zeitgeist. Yeah, they're dead. And, and it's funny because, like, a friend of mine, she, she we were having this conversation on the way back from Spencer, and she said she was speaking to someone, like, online. Because a lot, a lot of things now, there's, like, you know, online tough guys. Like, you hear the story about that guy that fucking got in a beef with this other dude. I forget. I think his name was, like, he, I don't even want to give him play on this, but I forget his name. Don't, his name yeah. His, his, name, no, his name is, like, he has his Twitter handle. like, Snotty Drippin' or something like that. He got in a fight with some other, like, a Twitter beef 
with some other dude about yeah. Kobe Bryant and shit. And the one dude was like, look, man, fucking meet me somewhere halfway because it seems like you're here and I'm here. Dude, that's 30 minutes for me. Meet me halfway. We can get it on. Yeah. And the guy fucking went. But Snyder dripping didn't go. Yeah. You know, and then he called him a bitch ass and whatever online and shit. But that's the thing. Now it's like gotten to a point, like with my friend, she got into a little spat with someone over online mm-hmm. about something. And he immediately, the kid immediately called her a racist. Because it, because this is what happened. She said something. She said something, right? And then he, oh, he said something. She said something to kind of, it was like a political joke or something like that. Wow. And he thought that was racist. And on top of that, he's a comedian. So, so he should be smart. So one, so no one, he should kill himself for, for doing that because that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's no way in hell you should be that thrown off by a joke. It's a fucking joke, yeah. and and that's what you do. And, and that what pissed me off was when she was telling me the story was that when she mentioned that you know she she made a comment and um, actually I would like to have her on the podcast one day. It's like she made a comment. He gets mad because it's something different than what he's used to. So what happens is they're going in this back and forth in the thread. And then she goes and tries to privately message him. And then what she does is in turn gives him power, meaning that she made a mistake. Like she made a mistake saying that what she said was wrong. And so what happened was it gave him the ability to take high status. And basically in in his mind now, she's just some racist white bitch. And that's all she is. And it's like, are you serious, dude? It's like, one, you're a comic. It's a fucking joke. Relax, yeah. man. First, and, he, and he's and, and the thing is, he's a cool kid. Like when I see him, it's peace. But at the same token, you know what I'm saying? Like for my friend, yeah. I would go up to him like, "Yo, you need to chill out with that shit." If I hear you doing some shit like that again, we're gonna have a problem. Because for me, it's just like I got into a, a beef online with people too, mm-hmm. and I was doing a show in the area where the people were. Like with the, girl, the girl, like I, I pissed off non-binary women. For some, I, yeah, these basically these people who are gender queer who don't consider themselves to be either. Um, like a woman or a man, or like, the, or they they, they they just are. Yeah, they just are, or they don't consider themselves. Are to, they attracted to anyone? Yeah, like they don't consider themselves. They're just gender queer. Like they don't care whether or not they're attracted to men or women, but they're not bisexual. Because I mean, there there are people out there who are just like not attracted to anybody. Yeah, like sort of like that, you know. Yeah. And I pissed them off because I said something to a, a girl which I thought was funny, it, but it was a fucking joke. Yeah. And it was a comic, and and, and the comedians they were getting upset. It's like you guys aren't comics. You guys are political fuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're fucking stalking on stage and saying something in a joke format like this, and then thinking it's a fucking Joe, but I told him it's like, look, she tried to mention, like, she tried to call me out on all this shit in this large thread, and I said, look, and that was all publicly viewed. Yeah, and I was like, look, all y'all can go fuck yourselves. Um, I'm not with this bullshit. I'm a cool dude. I know who I am. I know what I do. If y'all want to find me, y'all know where I'm gonna be at come Friday. So if y'all want to have this conversation in person, come yeah. meet me at this place at this time. Like a human being. Yeah, like a human being before I do my show or after I do my show, and then we can talk. Yeah. And then, do you think they showed up? And they live in the same fucking town. None of them showed up. So, like, now... Because they wanted to make it a spectacle online. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to fucking put anything dramatic on a social network or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you're just trying to get people to look at you, and you're trying to get either, like, approval, or you're trying to get someone's ire up. Right. You're trying people's ire up. It's 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 all horseshit. And and then when you private message someone, that's like being a punk. It's like, no. But it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and like, when I I private message, look, you cool people... I know who I am. Look, I, 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 I live in a house full of women. I've been around women my entire life being a kid. You know what I'm saying? I got four sisters. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of nieces. I got a daughter. You know what I mean? I got my girl. I say the most vulgar, insane shit around my family. Mm-hmm. You know? But the thing is, it's, it's mine. But for you to try to call me out and saying I'm insensitive and I try to do shock stuff. and Like, you don't know me. And you don't know what comedy is. And, and, and I said, look, you're cool people, but I got to cut you. I'm sorry. 
I, I, no disrespect. You do what you do. If you see me on the street, you want to sort of talk this out, we can talk it out. But don't give me this bullshit because I'm not one to be going in the back and forth. You know where to find me. Let's talk about this. I'm not one of those dudes that's like, like I'm not the biggest motherfucker in the world, you know, but I'm not the type of guy that's going to start fighting over someone with fisticuffs. But right. if it came to it, then you get me, you get me, I get you, I get you. And to go along with my friend, that's what ended up happening. She ended up getting less, she ended up feeling bad because of what, how he felt. And that's because he had this misplaced anger. Right. And, uh, and you uh, feel like and, she really didn't do anything. No. Because she was just being a comedian. Exactly. Because this, he's doing nothing. He, she, What she did is no different than anything that he would do, which I've seen yeah. him do, which yeah. is like trolling people. In the sense that he's this younger cat. He feels like he's much hipper. The world is at his doorstep. Everything. You know is what I mean? Is he Joe Mandy, by the way? I have no idea who that is. You don't know? Oh, man. Okay. We'll Google Joe Mandy when you get home. Oh. Okay. He's great. He, I mean... Is he's that what very he does? funny. He does he's, a lot of like Twitter trolling and stuff. See like trolling. That. See trolling is fun. It can, yeah, you gotta do it right though. Yeah, trolling. Like trolling is an art form. Like yeah. trolling is an awesome, awesome art form. Like if you do it properly, like like <laughs> I was trolling some people in another language. You know that uh, that gullet bitch. What's her name? Um, fucking. Uh, the, you could have had it all. Oh, uh, you mean the Dudley Do Right? Yeah, no, no. Uh, oh, uh, Adele. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, cleft chin. Yeah, like took my heart and <laughs> See, no, you're you're focusing on this. I focus on the crazy cleft chin. Like so, like who wouldn't leave you? You're fucking complaining, right? And. So like, <laughs> oh yeah. I kind of want to go off on this right now. Yeah, like, oh, like I would bounce just off a of general principle, bitch. Like you're yeah. fucking yapping. Oh my god, the fat girl's ex- uh, uh, upset because her relationships don't work out. No, edit that. Shit. No, no, fucking no. Just, just being honest. Like, look, I'm a skinny dude. That's me complaining that no one likes me because I don't lift weights. Oh my god, no one likes me because I have no abs. It's like, you know, look, I'm, I'm fat myself, so I can. I, Exactly. Just that's, build. That's the, the rule. Tell this bitch to build a bridge, nigga. And it's funny because like there's these people in like in this other language, right? I was I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was in. It was me and my girl. Um, I, I was just I was like just looking up videos and some shit, and it was like I stumbled on you know niggas in the deep, which is I, that's what I call it. I call it niggas in the deep. <laughs> so I stumbled upon that song, and I noticed that the people are writing it in in, in a different in a different language, and they're all saying like I'm then I'm going to the translator and translating what they say, and they're all saying these amazing things about her song and the, and, the, and, the, um, and her voice and shit. And then all I put was la fucking fat. <laughs> and these fucking people ate me up. <laughs> but I just put I, I just put la fucking fat. I didn't even put that shit was even in Spanish. <laughs> it was just I just put just putting that in there and my me and my girl, we laughed for like 15, 20 minutes off a of la fucking fat and just watching everybody get fucking pissed off at me. This and is- I, and I was doing other trolling on her too, yeah. but I was just saying the first word would be like a Spanish word like L or La and then everything. <laughs> Because of being English. <laughs> it's funny, you kind of just touched on something that has to do with merging like this topic about Adele and singers like her, uh, modern pop stars, but also like the fact that younger people uh, are sucky. Um, yeah. Most of these modern pop stars, they sing songs about how nothing is their fault. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Everything is, you did this to me. Yeah. 
fuck you, or, or like, oh, you know, you're judging me or whatever. I'm just gonna shake it up, shake it up, which which should be a positive song, and it kind of is. No, like, no, like, but, like you suck, bitch. Yeah. Like, no, just, just like, oh, look at him over there with his girlfriend. That's his girl. Yeah. Be, let, be yeah, happy for him. Let him hang out. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We're going to finish because I gotta. Oh man. Nothing is ever anyone's fault. It's always, you know, like, and and, and maybe it's the the uh, product of the whole like, well, you know, like. Um, in sports or whatever, when you play youth sports, everybody gets a trophy or whatever. And people like conservatives will harp on that constantly about how that's not a good way to do things. Maybe that's kind of one of those things that they might be right about. You got to experience some loss, like and 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 and. No, that's how you prove. No, like, we, we, yes, everyone's special, but no, you're not that special. No, like, we know. We, you we, have to rise above and and and, and claim your specialness. No, somebody's got to work at fucking Ocean State job lot. Man. For real, yeah, <laughs> you got to have that anger and hate. I need my cheap towels. Yeah, because someone's got to be fucking um, you know, head of the front end at Ocean State job lot. You right. know, it's like, that's what but happens. You know what? There are special things about that person, <laughs> but they're not fucking gonna be the president. No, you know? no. So they need to run the fucking you know the yeah. the produce department. They need somewhere. to be the president of the produce department. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, because like I, I think of it now, like too, like um, like especially like these fucking like I do not identify with hip hop anymore. Is, like, has it gotten to that? Point it's yet? it's so weird. It's not even like like I remember when I was growing up, like it used to it used to be like this aggressive form of of, it, of um, communication. Like the only person that was I remember really not being that way was Nas. Because, but the thing is, like Nas was always like he sounded laid back. He but. Yeah, but he was still talking about aggressive topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did it in such a way that was just fucking beautiful. Yeah. So like when I listen to certain things like um, Memory Lane or um, The World Is Yours or um, like this is off his Illmatic album, like I still have Illmatic in my fucking car. And when I listen to that, it's just like a total pers- different perspective. But it's just one of those things where it's just like it's it's an amazing thing because it's like he's not blaming he's just he's talking about the world around him. Yeah. Um, hit the artists from that era were just talking about shit around them and they weren't blaming nobody. Yeah. And and what was ended up happening was there was a sense of empowerment there, you know. And then like but and, and then but there was still that misogynistic sort of point of view like I got all this money I'm fucking mad bitches like yeah. like like to me the almost so the, it's the it's the dark and the light side of the exactly whole thing. Yeah. yeah like like listening to fucking like listening to, I don't know if you ever heard, uh, saw my Tupac hit him up probably Which, somewhere it's the diss song to Biggie right okay awesome fucking song because the first thing is before he even starts rapping mm-hmm. this is what he says it's like I ain't got no motherfucking friends. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> He's talking about big, and it's like he did not even say a word in rap and like in rap format. Oh, no bars! Like, really, he's talking about faith. Evans. Yeah, it's like that's why I fucked your but, wife, you yeah. fat motherfucker. And that shit was the, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. And that shit was amazing because yeah. to me it was just like then he gets into it and he's like, first off, and no one says anything positive. When they say first off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I gotta tell you some shit right yeah, yeah, yeah. now. First off, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. It's like no one does, you know what I mean? So we, when he said like, first off, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. West side, we rock, we're gonna be quick, we're gay. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Except was, now nobody respects West Coast rap. Yeah, another way. But, now, but, but, but that aggression, even with DMX, when DMX first yeah. came out, or when, they, when Jay-Z used to rap with a D-voice, because <laughs> now it's like he used to rap like money cash hoes money cash hoes then he's like you know and then what's that um you know magna carla holy grail whatever that bullshit was now it's all rapping all like this and shit now like like ah, say like, come on man get I'm the cock out of your ass trying to like get the uh have you ever heard of rye doing before at all nah, man. he's a uh he's a vine guy oh, he see, does an amazing funny. jay-z uh, impression that he just like will 
you know, it'll be point of view, so I'll be walking around like, it's your boy, Hove, you know, something like that. That was bad, though. That was actually bad. Because I don't think he says it's your boy anymore. I think, oh, he's, yeah. I think he has someone to say it for him now. <laughs> that's how rich Beyonce says it for him. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. If no. anything, he would say it before her because she has more money than him, I think. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely more out there publicly and certainly produces more uh, entertainment. Yeah, and the thing is, and it's funny because, like, even with, like, with that, like, when Jay used to rap with a deep voice, yeah. I, guess I used to love his work. And then, like, when X, when DMX came out, like, he would rap so, like, he had to bark. Yeah. Like, he couldn't explain himself in words. But, you know, he had to bark. He's crazy, right? And, and, yeah, he's and I love him. I love yeah. his, you know, his stuff from the late 90s and everything. I don't but crazy doesn't, much lately, but, but that shit doesn't work now. No, not now. And, but, but back then, I identified with music because they were poor. Even though, even yeah. though they were making money, I felt like I was in that struggle with them. Now it's just like all these dudes sliding up in people's DMs and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was all up in your girl's DM. Like, well, bitch, get out of my I way. was all up in your girl's DM. Yeah, but see, X wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now it's like, but now, you know what I mean? Like, Drake and all that shit, all up in your girl. Like, they're taking other people's women. It's like, wait a minute, hold up. Uh, why? Yeah. Well, you know we're going through a bad time. It's like, why don't you just try to talk to her and say, hey, maybe you should stick with him. And you guys should just try to come together because you guys been together for so long and you have a family. Why would you want to fuck up a whole family? You know, is that like, the crab in the barrel thing we were talking it, about? Is, is it the crab in the barrel? But it that's the be. thing now. It's like now like you got these songs. It's like, you know, oh, don't tell him, dude, girl. Don't tell him, don't tell him. Yeah. It's like, no, why don't you quit being a fucking asshole you know, though, and get your own woman? These hoes ain't loyal. These, yeah, all that, but that's the thing now. It's like now, it's like that's, I, I no longer identify with hip-hop because everybody has money. They're taking other people's women mm-hmm. and no one has respect for one another. They're being dickheads. And, yeah, and you, oh, you're not a dickhead. Well, to a certain extent. Maybe I mean, just I, a You know, to certain hoes, but even <laughs> then, you know. But it's, it's funny because like that's just the way hip-hop has changed now. And, and, yeah. and even in music, like even now. You know who's starting to do that shit now? White people. Oh, name some people. Um, like, uh, what's that, what's that, um, Ed Sheeran? Oh, Ed Sheeran. yeah, shit, you are. Yeah, <laughs> man. No, but isn't that, like, reverse, where he's like, you know, I'm upset with you because you had sex with that bloke from, uh, in One Direction or whatever. Yeah, and, and ooh, so he's basically a male Taylor Swift. So, but it's just funny, <laughs> yeah. because I, when I look at that Sheeran guy, I think he's just talented. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I'm listening to him, I think he's a more, he's everything that Jason Mraz wanted to be. Yeah, he just he couldn't like Jason Mraz. He really he tried to try to get black. He really tried, <laughs> but he just wasn't. No, he, he went to he went to a Popeyes chicken and looked around. Like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. put a hat on and be like you mm-hmm. know scatting and stuff. Yeah, Sherry came in, got love from Quest Love, and then the boom. Yeah. Or even like the, one of the Jonas fuckers, right? One of the Jonas kids. He's doing that. He does that song. That jealous song, right? Yeah. Just Which, by the way, everybody, I, I'm going to get a little, little tiny bit hosty right now. I don't listen to the radio very often because it fucking sucks. There's nothing on it. I love podcasts, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, oh God, I, when I first heard that song, by the way, I didn't know that was Nick Jonas. I was just like, oh, this idiot's talking about how he's getting jealous because people, when his wife is beautiful or whatever, his girlfriend... Uh, hey, everybody wants a taste. Yeah, just so you know, um, jealousy is not like derived from the fact that people think your your significant other is beautiful. It's it it comes from your mistrust of your significant other. Wait, but is he still? I don't. I don't remember listening to the song, but is he, is he still with the girl or is he not with her? I, I don't even know. He, yeah, he lyrics. is. He's just, it's basically saying like, I'm sorry, I act like a dickhead uh, when other Jealous. dudes notice you. I shouldn't do that, but I can't help it. It's I let like, go of that shit a long time In ago. reality, what, where that all comes from is the fact that you, you, I mean, like, whether you realize it or not, you don't trust 
Listen, if someone... If, your lady. Look, look, if some dude was to look at my girl and then take my girl to do me a favor. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like stop it. Thanks, nigga. You'll be bring, I, I'll be waiting for you at 6 o'clock and you want to bring her ass back. <laughs> like, it needs to be asleep yeah. around that. No, too, I know. Because they'll, they'll, they'll be with her for so long and it's like, oh, man, this bitch is terrible. Let me just I gotta bring her back. To the, you know, but that's the thing. It's like everybody wants to take somebody's girlfriend, somebody's, you know. Well, yeah, it's all but, any nonsense now. Yeah, like JT fucked it up. He tried being black. Remember when he first tried being black and he was doing like he was beatboxing? Mm-hmm. He was like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And, and then Timbaland was like, You have to cut that shit out. <laughs> and, then, and, yeah. and then he made the second album, and then that's when he started really making doing his thing because they yeah. Timbaland told him he would cut that beatboxing shit out. Okay. You know, like that's the thing. It just nowadays it's like hip hop. I kind of like the way hip hop is going in a sense, except like, you know, now it's so. You like, like how it's getting weird? I like how it's getting because this is just this era. I, I like that it, it's not a black or white thing anymore. I just don't like how um, how it's it's a, the skill is off. Like when people like relatively speaking, like people can get into a whole argument about if Lil Wayne is good or if he isn't good and all this other shit. And for me, it's just I remember watching Lil Wayne when he first came up. So for me, it's just like you know I kind of grew He's up with him. Probably a lot better now. Yeah, oh, definitely he is. I mean, he makes a couple good support, a couple he good was songs with, like Cash Money Millionaires. And yeah, all that. but the thing is, like saying that like saying anyone's better than another person is such a relative term. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't know. Like, people can say, like, who was the better one out of, like, people considered... Well, art is subjective. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I mean, yes, rap can be a skill, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. the ability to think of rhymes, you know, on the fly. Like, if you're freestyling, that's definitely a skill. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, most deaf, if anything, yeah. I think most deaf is probably one of the best lyricists that I've ever heard. Or, right. um, or even... But that's just my but opinion. you could also be a better... Like, you could be considered a better rapper if, you, if you're if you not good at freestyling, but you're just good at writing shit. Right, like Biggie Stuff, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like, that's what we call it. Like, write some shit up. Yeah. And, and then you look at, like, Biggie. Like, Biggie was an awesome lyricist. Like, if you listen to Biggie, you can get lost in his stories and in his words. And then Pac was a great rapper. You know, Let me ask you this. Do you think those two guys in particular are considered largely to be the greatest of all time in a large part because... They're, they're no longer with us. I think a lot of it had to do is that they were basically the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady of their era. Okay. So we're like, when they first came, like, nobody was like, like, Nas came up before them. Like, Nas came out, like, yeah. like, because, like, Nas and, um, and Pop, they were in that same era. Like, they came up at that time. Like, Big dropped his album, I want to say, like, what, 94, 95? I can't remember what year when he did. I think um, it was probably 94. Yeah, when he did Ready to Die. Um, that shit went crazy when when Nas dropped his um and Illmatic. It's like then you got to figure Outkast came out with um you know with with, uh, with Southern playlistic kind of like music. I mean that shit was crazy. I mean you had so many dudes in the South. West Coast music was killing it, but they just came with like they basically took what was already been laid out and they just expounded on it. They just took it. They just they basically okay. took the torch from gangster rap and then took it a step further. And then what happened was. And this is just my, my opinion. I could be wrong, but watch like they encapsulated. They they basically became legends and icons because one Pac was just Pac was that West Coast thing. I think some of it was like you know pre man. Like do was, you know the history of Tupac though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like do. he was at Juilliard. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's our he guy. Right, he wasn't. He didn't start out a thug. No, he became like thug but life. The, but, yeah. but the character, yeah. Fuck life became that character, became, and eventually became a caricature. And again, that's not to take away anything from no. Tupac. You could be talented, but what and skillful. With, it's just with him. Yeah. It, with him, is that he became this awesome entertainer. 
Yeah. That's why I said he was a rapper. Okay. Because he was this awesome entertainer who encapsulated what people felt a rap artist was. Yes. Okay. Defiance. Um, a visionary. He was is. a brilliant performer. Exactly. And that's what, he, and he had a larger than life pers- like perspective on, on life. Right. And he always, he always would talk in positive form. And you always attack people that attacked him first. And when they were big, Big was just a gifted lyricist. Yeah. I mean, he eventually became a good rapper. He became that that, that iconic rapper standpoint, like when he made um, Life After Death, but he didn't really get a chance to really sort of bask in that success because, I mean, posthumously, I believe that's when his album was released after he had died. So he never got a chance to really revel in the success of who he was and what he did. And that's why I get pissed off because what Pac was, what, 24, 25, 25, and then Big was 24. And you think about it, it's like, wait a minute, these guys were fucking awesome geniuses. And they didn't even scratch the surface of their potential. You know, so we don't know if they could actually be. No, but they were at that era. You, oh no, you would ask anybody. You ask like I was Jada Kiss to talk about Big, yeah. and he was like, "No, Big was the best." Because and you listen to him, it just it was just something about them. Like when you listen to some, when you listen to them, you you know you're listening to something that's gonna be fucking awesome. Like I remember listening to like "Give Me the Loot," which is like one of my favorite songs, and he would rhyme shit like "When I bust my gas, motherfuckers take dirt naps." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or when he's like, um, "And when I take her, like something when I when I." Forgot what it's like. I'm taking her to Naka, and if she's resistant, baka, baka, baka. Like this dude rapped. He just said, you know, taking her to Naka, which is like um the the like the thing that's on her um, on a tongue ring. Okay. And it's like if she's resistant, baka, baka. This can't <laughs> rhyme the sound of a gun, <laughs> you know. And that to me is just, and that's why Eminem was able to sort of fucking. He was able to like also feed off of that as well. Like you know, that's why people consider him like he's the best right now. I mean, that dude's a fucking genius. I mean, the guy, the way he, like, he raps and he, he finds ways to rhyme things he that don't rhyme. He fits words really well. He does, and he and he always challenges himself to do things differently. So, like, when I hear, like, when I hear people, I hate people, sometimes, sometimes, like, the, the dichotomy is like, oh, what is black music versus music and, and shit like that. It's just you start noticing when someone starts changing themselves just a tad bit. Iggy Azalea is another one. Hate yeah. that bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's this yes, there's like, a lot of... Uh, resentment about yeah. uh, you know well she's playing a character isn't she yeah that's the thing it's like you know you're like do that do that do that do that do that do that don't shut up bitch if you if this was the 90s and when like the prominent black women that were like rapping in that during that era they would eat that bitch alive but there's no one to do it now because now if you try to go at somebody then people get nervous and nobody wants another east coast west coast thing it's like no call motherfuckers out. well i I'm, I'm curious about this whole thing because like okay pretty much every rapper like okay let's Let's all the white rappers, okay? I don't. Maybe there's some I, I don't know about or whatever, but like, they kind of like. Okay, Eminem's the exception. He really does talk like that. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, like you kind of, I guess, maybe have to put on some kind of a, of a, of a uh, I don't know, an accent on your voice because you know, like, if if, if someone who had like a generic, like, Middle American white person accent just rapped and didn't put an effect on it I, I I wonder if it would sound as good I think with Eminem what makes him a little different is that his sound has changed over the years I think when people like when I remember first hearing him out people would get upset with him people would like people would, like this is the excuse that people would use like oh he sounds he's, he's rapping he, he sucks because he, he talks about his mother all the time 
Word versus the other rappers that are talking about fucking women and um, <laughs> fucking other women and then fucking, you know, just throwing money in the air yeah. and, you know, doing that shit. So this guy is coming out with something totally left field. Because right. I was like one of the first, I remember being one of like the first dudes with like the Slim Shady LP. It, like, was his first album, and, and having that tape, and then having everyone listen to it, and it's like, yo, what the fuck you have this white boy for? You know, like, fuck that dude. Like, at that time, Vanilla Ice was still fresh in people's minds. Right. You know, I mean, which, so... Which, by the way, he put on an accent, too, you know, and which, I mean, like, he, when he was in the interviews, he would he would talk like that a little bit, but, mm-hmm. like, nowadays, I think it's, he kind of sounds more country than anything he else. sounds but, like himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and with M, it's just different with M. Well, with M, I think it's authentic, because yeah. that's, he grew up that way. And he's angry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, that's what that's what hip hop was. Right. It, it was anger. It was it was like, and he even, he even raps angry now. But I think I, what I'm saying is I think people like who are are not necessarily uh, black or Hispanic or whatever uh, that that want to get into rap sort of think that they have to put on an accent in order you, for it to sound good. No, you can tell. You but, you can tell. You, you you can tell. You can tell. I know. So you can tell if it's fake or if it's real. Yeah. Of course. I'm, what I'm saying is. Do you think someone could get away with, like, someone would be considered a good rapper if they didn't at least have the accent? And I'm not saying put on the accent. I'm saying just have it. Like, no, they'll get exposed eventually. But, it, but what I'm, no, listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, would you enjoy a rap song if someone who spoke like the way I do, if they, if they rapped, would it sound as good if it was just me? Someone that sounds like oh, me. Oh, the aesthetics of it, then, um, no, because that wouldn't be your voice. You know what I mean? Like I'm not talking about putting something fake on. So I'm, I'm talking about talking just like I talk no, right now, but rapping. No, because I guarantee, if you if you were to do it that way, then, like, like I look at, like, I say, if you were associated with comics, right? Now, for me, your voice will suddenly change. Like, you, like people, like, the thing is, you want to be able to be, like, when you're doing comedy... You want to make sure that when you're performing, you want to be an, ex- an exaggerated version of yourself. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. So my thing is, like, what I'm doing right now, I'm talking to you right now, yeah. it's sort of how I'm trying to accomplish on stage. Okay. You know, but still exaggerate and accentuate certain things and incorporate those things in there. So, like, my voice is still the same, but yet there's certain levels of exaggeration that are there. So, therefore, it still sounds good. Now, if you were to go ahead and try to sound the way you sound and try to rap on it, it wouldn't sound correct because... One, you got to go with the melody, you know what I'm saying, and then like you got to go with that particular the beat and how it, and how how would you ride the beat out? Right. How would you sort of have your have your sound flow? If you're sort of talking it out and sounding like generic and like it's in that generic type of way, then it won't work. It yeah, won't I'm work. I'm not sure that's the right word for it. Not to say generic, but not even generic. I just want to say like if so yeah. you have, so okay so in a sense. Even though, like, it, you know, it's definitely considered to be offensive because it's like Iggy Azalea is playing a character. Yeah. She's, it went, okay, not, I'm not saying she's doing it the right way in order to, to sound good, but it, like, let's, let's say she toned it down a lot, but still had an effect there. Would that then be an appropriate, like, or not appropriate, an effective voice to accompany? Um, I, I guess an effective voice with which to perform rap. I don't know. It wouldn't no because like the the reason being it wouldn't be that way because she's like and, and her exception is that because you wouldn't would you want to hear her Australian accent? No, rapping? but then again, like you wouldn't want to hear it, but you you wouldn't want to you would want to hear something authentic. So you wouldn't you wouldn't want her rap voice. It's like okay, say for like back in the day, Little Richard, yeah. like his his songs. 
you know, I remember watching that VH1 special, like the VH1 movie of him, where like he was singing his songs, and then it would be on those other certain radio stations. And when they come to like the multi, multitude of white radio stations, a white guy sang it, and he was singing "Good Golly, Miss Molly." Yeah, that so was you, awful. You, <laughs> yeah, so answer well, your question. Like yeah, yeah, thing or, yeah, exactly. You know, or, that's or uh, yeah. Uh, I guess a lot of people would probably cite Sam Smith. Yeah, yeah, him. Like it's like that. Even people like Sam Smith. But you know what? What's weird about that is like people definitely go, oh, "I didn't know that guy was white," but they they don't seem to have a problem with it. No, because the problem, the thing is, when it comes to like white artists, they they'll get they'll get a uh, they'll get more they'll get more leeway doing that shit. Even though I like, understand, yeah, but yeah. but 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 there is a backlash against Iggy, Iggy Azalea because they know she's fucking fake. Because the problem <laughs> is like the hip hop community, hip hop, the hip hop hip hop is is a black art form. That was, you know what I'm saying? Started by black people, all that shit, right? So it, it was created by black folk, for black folk, right. in a sense. So the thing what makes her terrible is the fact that rap is very, very real and authentic. Like, 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 like I always say, like with Taylor Swift, right? Like if Ailey Azalea had Taylor Swift's talent, then knew, you know what I'm saying? Then like she'd be okay, yeah. you know, because she would probably have a real authentic voice. Like, like even with Rihanna, before Rihanna made Umbrella, Rihanna was like, uh, I liked her her package shit. You know what I'm saying? This is what you are. This is what people are going to like from you. We're going to package you. Um, same thing happened with Taylor Swift. Like, Taylor Swift, she was, like, um, a country singer. Yeah. And then she became a pop star because mm-hmm. she was able to cross over from that, which was, obviously, is great for her. Because her she made a really, uh, a few really good, like, country songs that sounded like pop songs. Exactly. And then, eventually, she found her authentic voice in that. There's yeah. no authenticity with, with, with Iggy. Okay. And so, but she'll still make these good songs because she's a, she's a white chick with an ass. And you know she's she's attractive, but right. well, let's say somebody came up with her with better talent, mm-hmm. it was like bye, bye, bitch, and they'll bring on to the new one because what the thing is like I, I was watching this thing on, on Vlad TV, um, which is on YouTube, and this one guy, this guy is fucking awesome, he's almost amazing opinions in the world, mm-hmm. and he was saying he's like you know what the best thing about having having um, a Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. a white Nicki Minaj. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they want her to be a white Nicki Minaj, so, okay, and I she think, can't because she's not as talented as Nicki Minaj. What I'm gathering here, I think, is the only way that that it's going to sound good is if there's authenticity. And exactly. So, and so Eminem is authentic. Yes. Whereas I'm trying to think of another example, but like we we know that um, what do you call it? Uh, Iggy Azalea, you know, is an Australian and, and probably didn't grow up in. Neighborhood like maybe Eminem did. That is that doesn't matter. No. Like none of that shit matters. Like if you come from if you even, like people like you don't have to come from suffering. You know, even though that's no, where hip hop is derived from, from like a certain level of suffering. Yeah. But if you listen to the way hip hop is now, it, that doesn't exist anymore. It's about you know, it's about you know me getting this chick or stealing someone else's girl, having all this money and being being on the on the, on the winning team yeah. you know, versus coming from that struggle. So that doesn't exist anymore. Well, also because I mean, let's bring it back to Tupac. He didn't really have that struggle. Well, he did in the sense of going back and forth. Like some people say, like I remember Jay Z once said something, like when he was dissing Nas, he said something like, "You basically, you know, you wrote all your rhymes looking out your window. Like you never really experienced it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean?" Right. And some people can say that same thing with Pac. You know, yeah. um, some people even when he felt like when he went to jail, he kind of got exposed for those yeah. things. But he just still, he just he was just an old cultural icon because of what he presented. There can still be some flaws with him. You know that people don't necessarily want to sort because of, he's our black messiah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like he's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. During that era, oh hell yeah, oh hell yeah. He was the black messiah, like legit. Like he was like he was the newer age version of what Dr. King was doing. Yeah, you know, and so 
introducing music as another form of expression. Infotainment, essentially. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like you don't have to like nowadays. You just have to come from a real place, and that's the same thing with comedy. If you come from a real place, then people respect your shit. Well, see, this is what I'm trying to understand because, like, let's let's say I was, you know, like very good at writing lyrics. And what, fine, don't even take me. Just like just some some white dude who sounded like a white dude. Mm-hmm. If he was a talented lyricist, but he didn't necessarily have any kind of uh, like the, I don't know an accent that you would you would you would typically hear in a hip hop song, would he would he be considered to be a good hip hop artist? Yeah, that's Drake. Drake. Yeah, well, but doesn't Drake kind of put something on? He does put a little stank on it a little bit, but even yeah. then, though, that's no different than just continuously finding that voice that works. I put a little stank on my shit when I'm talking, you know, but that's Drake. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I think, See, I think that, is that the end of it though? Is that because we're, we're right at a 110? Uh, yeah. You, man. Oh, yeah, I gotta fucking be a fucking dad now my, my kids <laughs> over with my parents and shit yeah and but by dude, the way guys whoever anybody listening maybe uh, I am not an Iggy apologist I'm really just <laughs> trying to understand the dynamic of all and this and this is why this shit's fucking fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so no okay so cool so we got a, oh, got a second one in the books now so this is cool you feeling better at this yeah a little bit I'm a little nervous about a lot of the things I said <laughs> <laughs> just don't be listen I haven't released it yet so yeah. uh, well it will be if, well whatever Fourth wall. Anyways, yeah. that's why you do this shit. See, this is why. As far as you don't know, I'm trying to convince Jeff to be a comedian because I always think he's funny. I've always loved throwing my ideas at him. I'm always, okay. th- I think it always comes with really, really awesome shit. And the thing is, when you're a comic, like you gotta fucking, you gotta stick to your guns, man. It's like you gotta fucking say it, and then just whatever happens. This is one thing I've always learned. I'm not I always learned. I mean, this is one thing I've learned recently. Um, I listen to Dan Levitard a lot. I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, and he was talking with Pat Riley. And he had Pat Riley on the show, or he, he had like an interview thing that they did offset from the regular show. And Pat Riley says, I'm a businessman. He's like, I don't make mistakes. I make decisions. And I deal with the consequences of those decisions. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a fucking awesome way of looking at shit. It's like, I make decisions. Yeah. And I deal with the consequences. That's it. That is a good way. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking roll with it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I so, so I guess So I guess that's it for this week. Um be back next week. I'm going to upload these bitches. So um, if I upload this shit in time, I'll be at Joker's Wild on the 23rd and 24th of this month, January. Um, I'll be uh, opening up for my mans, uh, Ricky Velez and Julio Gallarati, um, some good, funny guys from New York City. Um, really, really looking forward to that. It's going to be at Joker's Wild, uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Um, go on jokerswild.com. Give us, get, check us out. Please uh, come through, support the show. Um, come back, support the podcast even more. Um, also on Twitter, hit me up um, at Mr. Santos, M-I-S-T-E-R-S-A-N-T-O-S. Um, please just hit me up. Um, feedback will always be great. Talk how much how bad we are. Uh, Jeff, what's your, what's your handle? Twitter handles Peaceful Warrior with a zero for the last and only O in the handle. Yeah, see, so just hit us up. Show us love. We're going to keep popping these things out, and we're going to keep making Jeff more and more uncomfortable. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so much love to you guys. Thanks so much for listening to us. Catch you next week. Let's get these hoes, baby.